Welcome to the Chantal Hyde Canada's Dating Coach podcast, where you'll learn to love and be loved. Come understand how powerful you are and share in our common experiences so that we can all grow together. Like Chantal loves to say, let's do this. Hello. Hello. Hope with Holly, session number three. Oh my God, can you believe it? I have to say that I did not think we would need three sessions, but now that we've done it and I'm reading more of the book, we might need 10. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I did my homework as you asked. Hey, tell me more. I'm nervous to share my mantra Because honestly, Chantel, everybody has different, there's all this different education on how to write a mantra and the, the words using the exact right words scares the hell out of me. Like, you know, like some people are like, you can't say like what you want. You have to talk about it as if you already have it. We have to talk about it like it's in the past, you know, like, so I just don't know. Right. <laughs> well, let's start, let's start with what you wrote. What did you write? Okay. Now I will say this and you're the expert. So correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't say it. I didn't talk about it being like a man specifically because at this age in my life, I might not be a man. Like, I mean, I'm just open to whatever, you know, however the universe wants to bring me this soul. Yeah. I'm open to it. So what I wrote was the universe surrounds me with people who love me, protect me, make me feel safe, are kind and loyal. These people are honest accepting of me, encouraging, affectionate, and adventurous, and I'm grateful for these people. Love flows easily into my life. I'm at peace in my life. I live a life of abundance. I love myself and my life. And the things that I want naturally find their way to me. I'm one lucky girl. Ooh, I like. That's, do you? So, I, I'm much more simple. I'm much more simple, okay. I'm much more concise. Now, this is a wonderful thing for you to say and feel about yourself. This is definitely a path that you want, right? This uh-huh. is where you want to be. Um, so this is good. And I do encourage you to read that every day and remind yourself every day and create that energy every day because what we create is what we step into. So yes. you saying this to yourself and reading this to yourself every day is a good way to recenter and reorient reorient yourself. And re- like even reading this first thing in the morning creates mm-hmm. a vibration that you're gonna step into in your day. I like, I love yes. like morning mantras. Before I get out of bed, I'll lay in bed Me and I'll be like, I am calm, I am happy, I am content, I'm rich, I'm wealthy. I mean, who doesn't want money, right? So I was I rain the money down. Um, yes. So I have everything and I, I center myself. I put myself in that vibration and then I step into the vibration. I get up out of bed, stepping into that vibration, starting my day off with mm-hmm. that. We are here 
you know, I asked you when we first started, I'm like, what is it that you'd like me to help you with? And, um, you know, kind of what, what brought this about, what brought this here is your quest for a relationship. And, and I see you doing a switcheroo right there. I, I don't know what's going to be male or female, um, right? <laughs> like something. Yeah. And so what you wrote is a generalized statement about the tone in your life rather than specifically about the person you're going to be with. And so are we, okay. are we switching gears from, I want my life to be amazing or from, I'm looking for an ideal partner to, I want my life to be amazing. Right? So if we're not switching gears, let's stay focused on the partner. Stay focused on manifesting that specific person. So I wrote a bunch of qualities. Yeah. And I just assumed that that meant like my partner and my friends and everybody that comes into my life. Yeah. But what but do you want me to do? Tell me what you want me to do. This was your perfect man mantra. So if I were to, like, I, I'm in a relationship with somebody that I describe as perfect. I describe my relationship as perfect. And not to say that there's no imperfections in us. I mean, listen, the guy, we have different political beliefs. Let me just leave it at that, right? And so, so there's things that I accept, right? That if I was operating from ego, I would call an imperfection. But because I'm not operating from ego, my differences with my husband, I accept and I'm okay with this still makes him perfect because we are aligned on fundamental values. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I believe in bodily autonomy. I believe in equality. So even though we're on different political spectrums, he still aligns with me on my fundamental values. So he's perfect. We are perfect. Do we have moments every now and then? Sure. Sometimes I'm grumpy. Sometimes he's grumpy, right? We're one of us is rubbing a little wrong in the moment and we just let it go. Yes. We don't it into yes. Anything. Not a fight, not an argument. We let the humanity happen, let it pass, and then we come back to normal. So our relationship, but for me, is very perfect because it's so peaceful, so loving, so affectionate. We make out every single day. I love who he is. I love how he is. I fucking even love how he moves. Like the man wears a blue onesie and I'm turned on, you know? And it's not like a physical turned on, like my vagina's getting wet. It's it's a mental turn on because I look at him in his stature and the way he carries himself and just a little bit of stubble on his cheek and there's no detail about him that I'm not infatuated by. And so it's perfect. He's perfect for me. Our relationship is perfect. And so if we're seeking that partner, I, I say I'm a leader, right? And I want for you what you I are. I want you to be this happy. I want you to have somebody that you feel is such a perfect fit for you. So when I say, let's make a perfect man mantra, I'm like, girl, let's focus in. So if I were to make a mantra about my husband, like if it was my mantra, if I had a, like, let's just say theoretically, I want this. I don't have it yet and I want it, but I want to make a mantra that's going to get me there. My mantra for this is my relationship is perfect. Oh, right. Okay. So you're, so 
you know, I wrote the 50 things. Yes, oh, I like. That yeah. he needs to be. But I was like, how do I make that? I just didn't know how to make it into a mantra. That's so you're come in, my love. Yes, you're doing it from the mindset of you already have them. And okay, so you're okay. So say that again. So I okay. You know how we did a mantra to like help you with control. I am in control. Yes. So my my relationship mantra is my relationship is perfect. My relationship is perfect. And would you go on? Yes. Um. I guess I would. I, so I would say my relationship is perfect for me. <laughs> Because I guess that makes me uncomfortable to say just it's perfect. Because I know like. Do you know why? Let me tell you why. Why? Did you see my face just scrunch up right there? Because I'm so pissed off at our culture. I am so pissed off. I am so pissed off. Because this culture is designed to take you down, take you down, take you down, take you down. Reduce you to a mess. So that you buy into capitalism. Retail therapy. Uh let's make you a mental and emotional mess and sell you products telling you that's going to fix how you feel and how do we think that how do we feel that how do we buy it hook line and sinker nobody's perfect nobody's perfect indoctrination nobody's perfect nobody's perfect how many times did you hear that oh i mean i grew up in the church so Nobody's perfect. A million. You hear that over and over and over again. And that's why you don't want to say, I'm perfect. You don't want to say, my relationship is perfect because the indoctrination does not want you to feel that good. When I talked about how perfect my husband was, did I not point out what somebody would call flaws? Yes. But I accept him, meaning I'm not conflicted about it. Okay, so if he has flaws, how can he be perfect? Because I don't define perfection as having to be without anything negative whatsoever. Okay. I'm a woman. How do you define menopause. it? I'm a woman in menopause. Some people might say, you're getting old, therefore you are imperfect. Fuck that shit. I love myself. I love my body. If my body has a good day or a bad day, I still love myself and I love my body. Why would I bring myself down and reduce myself for any reason? Right. So I guess, so you could interchange the word perfect with amazing. Amazing. Yeah. If because I'm not comfortable saying the word perfect yet. I'm sure there's still more therapy I have to do. Uh, so I so it, it's okay if I just write amazing. Sure. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> maybe at maybe at our tenth session. <laughs> let me say that. Let me tell you the definition of perfect. Okay. Okay. Because I'm a word nerd. 
Yeah. So I grab dictionaries. I grab dictionaries. I grab the Thoris all the time. This is perfect. Having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics as good as it could possibly be. As good? That's the definition? Yes. As good as it could possibly be? Yes. Okay. Make something completely free from good. from faults or defects or as close to such condition as possible. I, I would not have thought that. Even by definition, perfect isn't perfect. Wow. Yes. I'm glad you're a word nerd. Me too. I, I like perfect. it. Perfect. How about you? You are body? perfect. How about you? In the words of Pink, I'm fucking perfect. Love it. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about, doesn't she? She does. Yes. She's so good. My husband is I'm perfect. My relationship is perfect. And there's nothing. Okay. Okay. So if if we were writing our mantra. Yes. Uh my relationship is perfect. I'm so I'm all I'm already comfortable with that word now. Yeah. Just even saying it. I can say it. Yeah. Okay. So my relationship is perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, what else do we say in our mantra? What else do you want? Um, I am so loved. I have a list of 50 things. I want a lot. <laughs> I know, but I want, How do I it, narrow it? I want us to simplify it into things like little catchphrases, right? That okay, we so quickly bring up into our minds. My most important thing is I need to feel safe. That's really, really important to me, physically yes. and emotionally. Okay. So you wrote your, so the 50, the 50 things you wrote, is that your perfect man list? Is that like describing your partner that you want to be with? Do you With wanna, a few preferences. Do you want to read it to me? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Can I just say the moment that I just had in my brain right now at the look you just gave me, you just gave me a Cheshire cat grin. You <laughs> just looked at me with the biggest smile. And what my brain just said right now is, did you describe his BBD? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not talk okay. about the personal genitalia. Okay. Um, I think it makes me uncomfortable. If I'm honest, I just hear men over and over in my head saying like, you know, holy shit, lady, like nobody is that. But on the other hand, I think, but I have these things. Yeah. So. It's just not true. No, nobody's that. I am. Right. So the word nobody. Exactly. Abs I don't. So people who speak in absolutes like that. No man is going to wait three months for a first kiss. Nobody is perfect. No one can complete your list. I'm like, off you go. Yes. And you're one of the no ones. <laughs> okay. So number, I wrote safe. That's super important. Yes. Uh, 
kind. I'm a tender-hearted person, so I definitely need someone who's kind. Thoughtful is would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, I wrote passionate and affectionate together. Are they? Those are kind of the same, right? Like, I can tell you the and it's so. You what? Can I tell you the kiss I got from my husband today? Tell me the kiss you got. You, you oh my god! They, you know when they do the hook and the draw in? That's oh. strong arm you in and kiss. Yes. Oh, he did that today. Ugh. Yeah. My dog kissed me today. <laughs> that's that's what I. <laughs> that's okay. I kiss myself, <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, and I just want you to know, I had a breakthrough this week with me talking about my high libido and affection. And I realized that perhaps my libido wouldn't be so high if I had a man who was affectionate throughout the day. And because I was with a man who whose only time that he was affectionate and sweet and tender to me was when we had sex. Mm -hmm. I think I related, related those two together and was saying that I was craving sex when really I was just craving affection and tenderness. So that has helped me change my words. Mm -hmm. So, which I think is really good, especially since the men my age have so much ED. Right. <laughs> you know? That's a big realization, though. That yeah. Really and that's super enlightening. I think a lot of people, I think we need to take a moment and pause on that. Because okay. I think a lot of people can benefit from your breakthrough right here. Because what you were saying before is I have such a high libido. And now that we're talking about not using sexuality to keep someone engaged and instead saying, I want you to connect with me mentally and emotionally first, and we'll add the sexuality as the cherry on the Sunday. And, mm -hmm. and as we pull back from using sexuality as a hook, right? When we pull back from using it as a hook and we kind of come into personality as our baseline, I, I love that you assessed where this enhanced sexuality was coming from, because I know for me, when I was more promiscuous, I know that there was a moment in my life where I was promiscuous as, as a means of gaining validation. Mm -hmm. And as you're pulling back from sexuality to keep someone engaged and sort of assessing yourself as a human being more and saying, you know, look, I want to be accepted as a human. So I'm going to present myself as a human. So I'm thinking of myself as a human rather than thinking of myself as a body in essence. Um, I think a lot more people are going to maybe say, you know what, maybe that's what I was doing too. Maybe I was trying yeah. sexuality as a way to gain affection. Yeah, so I've been deep diving into it this week, and I read um, and took some notes on hypersexual versus highly sexual. Okay. So highly sexual is someone who just 
is highly sexual because they enjoy it. Whereas a highly, a hypersexual person is mostly giving sex, even when they don't want it, to get validation and affirmation. And I was looking at those two and struggling because I kind of always want it. Right. So then I had to realize, okay, but it still doesn't feel right. So uh, why exactly do I want it? And I had to think through, I haven't, I haven't been with a lot of men. So I don't have a huge, I don't have a big, I kind of wish I had been with a lot more. I would have more information to draw from, but um, yeah, I, I really do think that it's the affection, it's the tenderness, it's the attention yeah. that I'm really craving. And the action, the action is the cherry on the top. Yes. But it's just not necessary. So, so it's interesting, you know, it, we won't know this today, but it'll be interesting to see when you do get into a relationship with somebody who is very physically affectionate, which have you done a love language quiz, by the way, do you know where you are in physical affection and where is it for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, words of affirmation and physical affection are tied at the top. Same here. Same for me. Um, oh, yes. So with my husband, like we, he's also, he's a uh, physical affection and access services tied at the top. And um, so we match on the physical affection. So, you know, the touching, the making out just so much, <laughs> love it. And so um, I wonder if for you, if you end up with somebody and I, I recommend you do, and I always recommend people do a love language quiz before committing to someone so that you can actually quantify um, what physical affection is on a scale for them. Because if yeah. they stop with you, you may be disappointed. So, uh, so always do that love language quiz before actually committing to somebody to make sure that they're at the level you need them to be at. Because it's, in the beginning, of course, people are touchy feely because it's so new. You got all those chemicals. But if yes. physical affection is lower for them, their level of physical affection will go down as they come back to their their neutral, their baseline. I hundred percent agree with you on this. My last boyfriend's love language was quality time. Yeah. And it about suffocated me uh, because he didn't really care. We just had to be in the same room together. It didn't matter if we were actually doing the same stuff together or if we were even touching yeah. each other. And it, it was too like, much. it was too much because if I'm going to be in the same room with you, then at least I want to like, let's be cuddling or something or holding hands or engaging in something to get. I like quality time is okay for me as long as it's more. Uh, his was more quantity time, not really quality time. I like to say, you know what I mean? So it was just like, we're together, but we're not connecting. He was getting his needs met. I wasn't, I don't know. That was a challenge for me, but obviously if someone is mature enough where we can like talk through our love languages, that's awesome. And like come to compromises and stuff. But yeah, I think that if I get just that affection, that connection, 
then maybe I don't need sex three times a day. <laughs> you might. So the, the beauty of something like this, like that kind of relationship, um, you know, initially you're going to have sex three times a day, probably like my husband initially, and I, we first yeah. got together. And then sort of life takes over, fatigue, aging bodies, hormones changing, stress can bring libido down. Um, and so, you know, the bedroom starts to get spaced out more. And when you're in a relationship where you're meeting each other on physical affection and everything else is functional alongside that, it's okay to, like, you, you just feel okay accepting a lowered sexuality because the intimacy is still there, the closeness, the yes. the physicality, the making out, the kisses, right? Minimum two kisses a day, minimum five seconds each forever. 96 old and pruny making out twice a day is my homework. Wow. Minimum two kisses a day, a day five seconds each. Tell your friends. I will. I will. Um. Okay, let me just write that down. Minimum yeah. two kisses a day. Minimum five seconds, seconds each. each. And for the same reason why I say no kissing for three months when you're looking for a relationship, because the chemicals, amphetamine, aphrodisiac, antidepressant, that effect on you, right? Touch makes you feel warm Augie. and fuzzy, right? Kissing, amphetamine, aphrodisiac, antidepressant. So you don't want to do those drugs with a stranger, put yourself in an altered state, miss the red flags, end up with the wrong person, as we've done before. But when you have picked the right person, you never want to end up being roommates. So minimum two kisses a day, minimum five seconds each, means you're doing something with your romantic partner that you don't do with other people. Right, Holly? Definitely. Definitely. We don't do that with strangers. We don't do that with our friends. We don't do that with our family. We do that True. with our romantic partner. And so we are treating them in a way that is different from everybody else. And those behaviors distinguish them in our brain. In addition to the chemicals, like hijacking us a little bit. So every single day, my husband and I, 17 years later, like, do you see how I talk about this man? Like, uh -huh. he's my Prince Charming. Like, I'm infatuated. I love him. I'm in love with him still i'm oh. in love 17 years later minimum two kisses a day minimum five seconds each we have daily closeness daily intimacy daily affection daily connection we're dosing each other every day amphetamine aphrodisiac antidepressant we feel good yes filling each other's cups yeah okay so my next one yeah this might just be because I live on a farm, but I need a man who's handy. Mm, yeah. And whether that's he does it himself or he pays to get it done and make sure it gets done. But I've been with a guy who like, I remember the first time I, my little wiener went, um, <laughs> he could, we were out and about and he needed we had to change his tie, the flat tire on his car. He didn't know how to do it. And I had to get on the ground. I was laying in goose shit to change this tire. And I remember laying there thinking. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that is important to me. I, I um, understand that. Yes, I understand that. It's, it's the same way. 
you know, if a man was writing his perfect woman list, he will probably put the word nurturing on there. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's kind of part of the protecting umbrella, I guess. Yeah. Protect, Um, provide. And that does go both ways. Yes. Uh, So I wrote that he's a generous man, a good provider and a generous man. Because I've been with a good provider, but he wasn't very generous. Yeah. Um, so doesn't matter, ladies, if he's a millionaire or not, or a billionaire. If he ain't generous, I've you're not going to feel it. I've, I've had a lot of people say rich people are cheap. Yes. That Yes. That's why they're rich. That's been my experience in the community. Because I lived for 10 or 12 years in a community that was all basically millionaires and above wonderful people super sweet wonderful people but they all say like they're super eager to spend money on things that are a priority to them and you will learn quick whether you're a priority or not that's unfortunate he needs to love my children and my sisters. That's yes. he doesn't they don't he doesn't have to replace them as they have a wonderful dad. Um but I, I love that you put that on there. I love that because it, it really does show attention to detail, and that's important when you're writing your perfect man list you need to put some attention to detail because one thing that I say is, is like when I'm writing this list with clients, it is long as fuck because Mm -hmm. the more you put in, the more you give room for some compromise in there. Um, you you don't right? you, obviously we haven't come across anything yet that you would want to compromise on, but the attention to detail is really good. Like if you, want somebody who's going to specifically go to Italian restaurants until Italian food comes out your nose, then you need to say it loves Italian food. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would, I do like to laugh. I guess he doesn't have to be funny, but he needs to at least laugh at my jokes. <laughs> so sense of humor. Um, sense now, of humor. When we're talking about a sense of humor, because again, we're getting into specifics, right? Um, what kind of sense of humor? Do you want a dry British humor, sarcastic? Like, what does he need to get? I like wit. Wit. So right beside that, witty. Yeah, witty. I like when people can look at plain, normal situations and say something witty and just change everybody's perspective. But also that every time I make a joke, he's not rolling his eyes like, oh, God. Right. (laughs) Because I think I'm hysterical. (laughs) Um, I want someone who's patient, meaning slow to react. Yes. Non-reactive, really. Uh, I mean... Uh, that's not true slow to react is probably better because in dangerous situations i want you to react fast but uh, yeah i just men who get hot-headed and just blow up right away without asking questions first 
it feels uh it's scary for me it feels unsafe it's unsafe and it doesn't feel sexy no not at all you're like a mom you're a monster you're not a hero anymore i did write handsome yes because i need to have some attraction but and lots of different men handsome now i did write as a preference um i i would love that if he can lift weights and me yeah nice 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 so i like so again by putting in lots of details maybe that's one of the things that can be a compromise for you so he's all these other things but he can't lift me that's okay yes that will be okay. Let me ask but you. But it would be a big plus. With the handsome aspect, are you okay with attraction growing over time? Like, one thing that I say is an initial spark is a procreation drive. Has nothing to do with character, consistency, compatibility, or integrity. And good enough is good enough. So if you show up at a date and you're not feeling a zazazoom. Um, But he's kind, he's thoughtful, he's handy, he has a good sense of humor, he made you laugh, he shows patience, he had chivalry, generosity, paid for your coffee, paid for your meal, right? Is good enough, good enough? Yes. Handsome is such a, okay, let's change the word from handsome to sexy because I think sexy is a is not so much how you look as yes. it is a state of being. Yes. So I think that a lot of men, regardless of their appearance, can still be sexy because of like their confidence and how they how they walk, like you talk about your man, how they carry themselves. So the word probably is sexy. Yeah. And And yes, I am okay with it growing. Yes, because I don't want us to overlook good men. Yes. Good men are not usually, it's not the instant, you know, fireworks. Oh my God. It's a slow burn. And a slow burn starts with like like a little bit of twigs and some paper. And then you add bigger twigs and bigger twigs and bigger, bigger, and more and more and a bigger log and a bigger log. And and after some time, you're throwing massive pieces of wood on and those embers get so hot, you can toss anything on there and it'll light. Like you could could put a soaking wet piece of wood, motherfucker's going to light because it's so hot in there. It's going to evaporate all that water and light that shit up. And that's what it is. So good. He was not attractive to me when I first met him, but he kept coming around and I kept getting to know him and I kept seeing, wow, look at that work ethic. Look at that integrity. Look at that honesty. Look at that devotion. And then one Mm -hmm. day it was, look at that confidence. And that was the day my brain exploded was the, with that little piece of the puzzle. And so, you know, saying like, 
with the beauty of the no kissing for three months dating rule is because there's no exclusivity, you can see multiple people simultaneously. So maybe this mm -hmm. one, you feel a little bit more of that, that excitement, that spark in the beginning. And this one was a good enough is good enough to see again. I didn't feel anything necessarily, but his presence was good enough. You know, this one that you can, like you could see them both simultaneously, this one where you feel that initial spark, it might die off. You might see red flags and like, mm, there, <laughs> there goes the interest, yes. right? Like, yes. You know, I, this one might start to grow on you. And there might be that day yes. moment where something switches in your mind. It's like, and then it's like, it's Dr. Handsome every fucking day. Like every day I look at my husband, it's like, mm, yes. look at you. So I'll tell you a secret. Yeah. How I determine whether or not I think a man is sexy or not. It really has nothing to do with his appearance. It all has to do with how I feel. If this is inappropriate, but if I can picture myself going down on you, mm. then we're good. Yeah. You know, and that is not, it's never based on how they look. It's always based on this connection, you know, that I feel. Yeah. So. The energy they have. Yes, the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Handsome and sexy. Love it. Absolutely. Yes. A preference, not a necessity, is I would prefer that if he has kids, they're older than mine. Okay. Just um, because, I mean, I, I I did date a guy that had kids younger than mine, and I loved them. So, well, I guess that's really just the essence. I got to love his kids. Let's just change that. Okay. I got to love his kids. You did do a good job though. Even though, even, even if you, you're switching it up right now in your mind, it is important when you are writing your, your ideal partner list to yes, note whether or not you're okay with them having kids and also to note what age bracket you're okay with, uh, older versus younger these are details and these details are important and they do paint they are. and they help you clarify. A lot of people don't think about this stuff before they start dating and they say, well, you know what? I'll know it when I see it. I'll know who's great for me when I meet them. And I say, that's called confusion. And what happens with confusion is you end up in the wrong place. If you haven't figured out yet that you don't want to raise a two-year-old, if you haven't figured that out yet and you end up with somebody with a two-year-old and you're like, I like him, but I hate the situation, you just set yourself up for some discord in your life, for some definitely. And so we don't want to be problematic. We want to be clear. So if you mm -hmm. meet somebody who has a two-year-old and you've already said to yourself, I don't want to be with somebody who has kids under 13 or under 18 or who aren't out of the house yet, if you haven't quantified that yet, you might be setting yourself up for a, you know, I'm going to air quote this, but failure because you start something with somebody, somebody that you ultimately are ending because this isn't the right situation for you. Yes. Okay. The next one, and you already kind of brought this up, is political beliefs. Right. So I'm a libertarian. So I'm a, I'm a moderate. 
uh, I am financially conservative and socially liberal. So obviously I would prefer someone who thinks like me, although I've dated people who didn't and they challenged me. However, it really, the social issues are so important to me. Okay. Even like you can vote Republican. That's fine. But if you also agree with their social issues, I'm not cool. I can't do it. So how do I work that? So, I mean, I think you've done it perfectly, to be honest. I would say share is my fundamental values. Oh, okay. And then you quantify fundamental values. So my husband is conservative. I am liberal. Uh, Like you, his conservatism comes from finances. My liberalism comes from social issues. And so we don't talk politics. I understand why he thinks the way he does. He understands why I think the way I do. We disagree, but we simply let it go. We go on with our day because, you know, this doesn't need to affect our relationship because he does align with my fundamental values, which is bodily autonomy and equality. Yes. Yes. So I dated a guy who was against abortion, didn't think rape really happened. Like, and and I was just like, no, uh -uh. we can't, we can't. Right. Okay. Uh, I wrote someone who's non-religious. Okay. So spirituality is great. You can be atheist agnostic you can be honestly you could be any religion as long as you're not religious in other words trying to indoctrinate yes or um force their beliefs on other people yeah i think i like a man that's calm yes love that and steady probably because i'm a little crazy and all over the place and all all my best friends in my life and men that i've dated pretty much have been calm steady rocks mm. very attractive so to me. sexy yes yes i agree yes. a million percent and honestly i uh, like okay so my husband is is he's a rock absolutely steady as a rock mm. right and here's me right stripper let's go to the swingers club let's go travel somewhere every right. never been he never went anywhere before me right and i'm like let's go Belize. we went to belize for like a week or something so immediately right off the bat um and i think they like that because yeah. you'll, did you get to the chapter no more assholes the seven traits a man looks for in a woman not yet so one of the things that men appreciate in a woman is a woman who has her own opinions and her own life because it Aww. takes them because men listen men are hard working right they're hard working mm-hmm. they're calm they're steady they're stable they're logical and then they pick someone like us why because we make their life more colorful yes yeah i picture men as kind of like, <laughs> like trolls working, not ugly trolls, but like trolls working every day. And then women as like fairies, right. you know? <laughs> like 
we're attracted to how strong and wonderful and steady they are and they're attracted to how wild and free we are yes so. and it's a beautiful balance right? We balance our create because I do feed off of my husband's calm. I've become a better person because of who he is. I feed off of it and it balances me, makes me a better person. And he's like, listen, he was coming to the strip club every Wednesday night. Do you know why? To reward himself. His gift to himself is my presence. and that's what we are to them we are the gift they give themselves for working so hard i love that yeah okay i need a man who compliments me uh because my love language is words of affirmation yes and although i can compliment myself i know that i understand that i just kind of feel like Every time I walk past you, why are you not smacking my ass and telling me I'm beautiful? Okay, <laughs> Holly, let me address this. Oh, fuck. Okay, go ahead. Every time is too much. Every time. Yes, you're right. That's um, an extreme word. And I want you to be okay with owning yourself in moments where he doesn't come forth yet. So if if we need... So here's the thing. I wrote down for you. What I wrote down for you was uses words of affirmation. Now that can be in like, yeah, baby, you look good or smacking your ass. Uh, mm-hmm. But it can also be, thank you, baby. This is, you know, this, what you made here. This is so delicious. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I've been watching you. You're such a good mom. Uh, Holly, you know, like I really admire how you've held all of this together for so long. Yes, Those are all words of affirmation. I do want to make a note on that because I I do sacrifice words of affirmation with my husband, which is a love language of mine, just like it is for you. My husband doesn't match me on that. His it's pretty low for him with words of affirmation, but he does acts of services. And so what I did is I translated. So yes. I I opened my words of affirmation up to other sources, my friends and family, my followers. And I seek his acts of service and his physical affection and I fill my love bank. So instead of saying he doesn't appreciate me enough because he doesn't give me enough words of affirmation, I I take a look at what he does as a whole and I don't say you're not good enough because you don't do the specific thing. Instead, I say, I'm going to let other people fill me up on that specific thing. And moments, those little moments here and there, you know, like I I keep everything that my husband has written that was sweet and kind and even not so sweet and kind because it's still informative. So I have everything he's ever written me. And, you know, his words of affirmation might be looking good, baby. Uh And I may get one of those a month. A month. But here's the thing, I'm okay with once a month of a looking good baby. If I'm all dressed up and looking super cute and I'm feeling my beans, I'll go, baby, I look good. And he'll be like, yeah, baby. Wait, but when you guys have sex, Mm -hmm. he's complimenting you then, right? He does not use words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My that's interesting says, he says i love you and he'll say uh-huh. that several times a day and he calls me wow. sweet he calls me my sweet he's got a sweet little pet name for me 
Yeah. Remember when I told you about the kiss? Yes. I would honestly. I would never trade those kisses for words of affirmation. I would take the kisses. I agree with you over the words of affirmation. I agree with you on that. So those those are like that is a translation as well. Yeah. The the physical touch is showing me that you desire me. Yes. So yeah. it is important in a relationship to leave room. I'm not going to call it compromise. I'm going to call it understanding. Mm-hmm. I understand that my husband, his brain doesn't do words of affirmation. It it doesn't. He doesn't function that way. He functioned in acts of service and physical affection, but he doesn't come up with words. If Mm -hmm. I say, baby, I look good, he'll be like, yeah, baby, right? But he doesn't think to say it every single time I look good because his brain doesn't function in words. Yeah, that's fine. I can just, I'm like you on that. Like, I'll be like, oh, this looks good, right? And as long as they say yes. Yes, good, good, good. That was an affirmation. Yeah, okay. that's I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. Honesty with honey. Honesty with honey. So, so you want to sugarcoat, do you? Yes. Yes. Okay. I well, I can handle truth and well, I prefer truth. And I want to be told the truth, and I don't want you to think that I can't handle the truth. I just need you to say what you mean without saying it mean. Yes. What would be so, an example of honesty without honey? This dinner is terrible hmm. that you just cooked. I would prefer if you could just say like, babe, I know you tried <laughs> a new recipe and you worked really hard on this, but maybe we don't eat this again. Gotcha. Honestly, you know, yeah, yeah, just, I'm just soft-hearted, mm-hmm. so. Okay. I really want a man that is self-aware. Yes. That and is important. Let, let me, just, let me kind of say that in a way that's a little bit different. Somebody who takes responsibility for their thoughts, their emotions. Yes their behaviors yes takes responsibility that's exactly right because i've been with men that like to argue for this just for the sake of arguing yeah they're not even at the end of three hours of fighting they're like oh i didn't really care I just wanted to make sure that you knew your argument well. Right. <laughs> okay, you just sent me on a roller coaster of emotions that was unnecessary. Um, and then they would not apologize, but okay, I know <clears throat> we're running out of time. I have a whole I have double the amount. Let's go. So. Let's keep going. Okay. I need him to love his job or his life or something. Yeah. I cannot have you coming home totally empty and expecting me to fill it constantly we we have to that has to be traded off you know there are days i'm gonna need you to help fill me and lift me up and me lift you but if you hate your life i can't do anything about that 
Yes. Um, I want a man who can be vulnerable with me and not be afraid to share his emotions and cry. Yeah. I don't, I've never found a man who cries because he thinks he's a victim and he's having like a pity party. Yeah. I don't want to see that shit um, from a woman either, but if you're crying because of a movie made you sad, that means you have emotion. Great. Yeah. I need a man that, that is a hard worker. Yeah. I don't want a lazy man. Yeah. I'm out here working my ass off. So I need you to be a hard worker. I need a man who's family oriented. Mm-hmm. If you're the kind of guy that just doesn't want anything to do with our family and wants to work all the time, hang out with your friends, play golf every weekend and be gone for hours and hours and hours. Like I'm totally good with him having his friends. I need a man who has friends in his own life. But if I say, Hey, this weekend, you know, we have a family reunion or something. Just suck it up buttercup and let's go. Like it's family's important. Okay. Here's a big one. Okay. I need a man who's adventurous. He yeah. doesn't always have to come up with the ideas. I got ideas coming out of my ass, but come along for the ride. <laughs> you Because know? we, I think that's what a lot of couples are missing. Mm-hmm. Seeing, each, seeing each other in new situations. Yeah. I think really helps continue to build attraction and stuff as well yeah i need a man who's a fair arguer which i guess is self-aware so we can just say fair yes fair because arguing isn't something we want in a relationship arguing is a lot of acceptance i don't accept you i don't accept how you think i don't accept what you do you're wrong you're wrong argue argue you have to change you're wrong i don't accept okay all right i need a man who is loyal and faithful yes listen if you want another side piece then let's talk about it let's come to an agreement but don't lie to me yeah like i'm a big girl i can handle it yes uh a preference would be a man who likes to slow dance Ooh. like that's just a preference i <sighs> guess but i do like slow dancing in the kitchen while i'm making dinner oh did you like that story Yes. Oh, did you get I love doing did you oh, get slow dance? Yes. Yes. And you almost tried you almost kissed him. I did so many times. Yes, I know. I was like, oh, that was spicy. No so kissing, and it was still spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I need a man who can who can forgive mm-hmm. and not hold grudges. Yes. Because we're all in human we're all human. I need a man who's a feminist. Okay. Um, and by that, I simply just mean that equality. Absolutely. Okay, just equality. I I need a man who protects my body, my reputation, my business, my children. Like, I don't want to hear that you're going off telling your buddies shitty stuff about me. Let's just do that in the therapy's office or something, you know? Yeah. <sighs> But I need a man who respects my intelligence, 
So if I bring an idea to the table, I don't want to be quickly dismissed. Right. Because I am a smart person. But I need a man who communicates. That seems self-explanatory, but I need a man who is open to personal growth and is curious to, is curious to learn and continue to grow. Mm -hmm. If you're set in your ways, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. Because I'm going to continue to change and grow. Yeah. I need a man who's sober. Yes. He can drink. He can smoke weed. He can do anything as long as he's not an addict. Yeah. So once you become an addict and it takes over, I can't, I'm not, I'm out. I'm not going to be a part of an addict's life. Good standard to have. I need a man who gives me freedom to be me. Yes. Accepts me for who I am. I need a man who thinks that sexy for me is not based on my weight or even my appearance all the time because I'm just going to get older and more wrinkly and stuff. So I need a man who sees that my sexiness is my, is the energy that I bring to the bedroom. Yeah. I need a man who lives somewhat of a healthy lifestyle. Like I want to go hiking. I like roller skating. I like skiing and doing activities. So, or even just like walking through museums for hours on end. I need you to be able to do that. Yeah. And I want you to eat healthy generally, but I also want a man who's okay with hamburgers and donuts on the weekends. So it's all about balance. Yeah. Uh, and then a man, my last one is a man who respects my boundaries and he's yeah. not always pushing them. Isn't ever pushing them. Isn't ever pushing them. Yes. Ever. Yes. Let's, let's, so those are my... let's be clear about that one. <laughs> yes. I agree with you. I'm, yeah. I'm getting better at that. That's what um, I'm here I for, love, for the fine tuning. I had a date Saturday night. How did it go? Let's just say that I went in with eyes wide open and I left thinking that's a big no way. Ooh. <laughs> what was it about him that turned you off? I'm going to try and pinpoint the big, uh, the big thing was He doesn't really know what he wants. So, and I'm so deep into this, into knowing exactly what I want. And he's just like, you know, I just want to be women in my life with beautiful souls that I can come and connect with and go away and connect with another. You want friends with benefits. Okay. And you're saying it in this poetic, like enlightened way, but but you just want a bunch of friends with benefits. And... He wasn't divorced yet after five years. Yeah. It's, it's, I was like, why am I even here? Yeah. So, anyway, your book has help, helped me make that, make an, an easy decision. I knew 
halfway through the date, there was one point where he said something and I just dropped my head. And I was like, that's a sign. Mm. Don't forget that. Don't forget that, you know? So, yeah. So it's working. Okay. My relationship mantra. Yes. What do I do about that? Okay. So remember how we did the sticky notes? I am in control. Yes. Did that help switch your mentality? Yes. Tell 100%. Me, tell me about this. Well, first it made me feel bad about myself <laughs> because I was like, really? Are you 12? You can't control yourself and you have to have all these sticky notes to help you. Once I accepted that, every time I read it, I'm like, I definitely want to be that person. I want to be that woman. And, and I just keep telling myself, I am that woman. I am that woman. And I'm noticing it show up actually in lots of other areas of my life too. Not just control with men, but with control over my schedule and my saying, keep being a woman of my word and sticking to my word. And I'm like, ah, look at me doing it. Love. Good. Yeah. Okay. I want you to keep some of those sticky notes up so that it continues to influence and change you. Where you took those down, right? So you're going to keep some of them up. You're going to replace some of them. And I want you to replace them with two other sticky notes. Okay. I am perfect. And my relationship is perfect. My relationship. Romantic relationship? Just relationship. Okay. Because there's a lot of relationships you have, right? Yes. And so by allowing for this perfection to settle into every relationship, not just the romantic relationship that's coming your way, you let it infect and infiltrate. I love that. Yes. Okay, I'll do that. I know we're out of time, but I have like at least like two or three questions. Can I ask real quick? Okay, let's do the first one. Okay, just the first one. What if they ask you out, but you've been friends for years? Right. Do you still have to do the three-month thing? Go to chapter 37 in No More Assholes. Oh, I haven't got there yet. Okay, 37. Yeah. Go to chapter 37 in No More Assholes. Grade their paper on the 12 character traits. Because okay. at the end of the day, the reason why we take three months to assess is to answer the question, what are they? Are they a generous long-term thinker or a selfish short-term thinker? A generous long-term oh. thinker is a 12 out of 12. So since you've already spent the time, you can skip straight to the assessment. Okay. Assess. That's mm -hmm. good. I haven't got there yet. Okay, that's the only like big question that I had. And then I had a lot of comments about things that I read in here. Really? Okay, bring it. Bring it. I want to know. I want to know. One thirty page 133. I'm just going to read this cuz I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
men are typically more comfortable when they're single because their inner caveman knows once they choose someone to settle down with, it's going to require more of them in terms of procuring, res procuring resources and providing protection. Women, on the other hand, are less comfortable being single because their inner cave woman knows their strength in numbers and being attached to a caveman means increased safety and resources. And so this is, this is lizard brain stuff that I'm talking about. Yes. This is like in our drives and impulses. Exactly. Men are designed to plant seeds. They're designed 24-7 fertility cycle, right? So they're designed more to plant the seed than they are to bond. And so when they do bond, it's a pair bonding for the for procreation. But they're designed to be able to have sex, 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 and not bond. Right. There's so bonding comes from a conscious selection. This is a good candidate for planting my seed, incubating my seed, and creating a baby that's going to survive. She is intelligent, she is strong, she is selective. So these are things that trigger into their lizard brain. So it's not necessarily a conscious thought because you see a lot of men out there who are looking for something, but a lot of them are looking for a body versus a person. Yes. And you see a lot of women looking for something, but they're looking for a person versus a body. Yes, it's very true. I've never heard it put this way before. It's just freaking amazing. <laughs> okay, also on page 135, I love this phrase. This is a good short little phrase for people to remember. No kissing for three months keeps you from falling head over heels for someone saying all the right things to hide the fact he's actually all the wrong ones. Yes. I have had experience with this, with men that were just like rushing, trying to lock it down and to, you know, kiss and have sex and all that stuff. And them telling me, but I'm trustworthy. I'm amazing. I'm this, da, 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 da. you're the one. I already know you're the one. And they just love bomb you to lock it down because they want to lock it down before you realize they're shitty people. Yes. And they know it as women, once you they lock it down, you go into that loyalty thing where you're standing by your man and, da, 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 and now they've got you. Yeah. And it's hard to break free because you develop emotions yes. and you tell yourself you're in a relationship and we're in a relationship. We need to work at it. Right. And this yes. is brainwashing. I call it the two, the two part brainwashing. Yes. Yes. Cause once you get into the relationship, then you have to, you want to work on it as yes. opposed to be like, well, that's not going to work. We're done. So step one, then it, step one of brainwashing is kiss a stranger to start a relationship. Step two of the brainwashing is stay and make it work when you realize how shitty they are. And I've done both. Yeah. Anyway, I will let you, I know our time is up. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna spend the rest of the night finish finishing the book tonight. Okay. Uh absolutely love it. I have more stuff, but we can are we meeting again? Of course we are. We're not done. Book your next session, my love. Yes. Okay. Oh, I have one more question. I have a friend that wanted to book a session with you, but she wanted to know if you take insurance. 
I don't, but that's she, what I told her. She can negotiate with her insurance company. So if, if they will, right? Like she can say, look, I, I know you want to pay for like people with a PhD, but there's this life coach that I want to deal with. And you know, they're go look at their reviews, go look at their books, like blah, blah, blah. You can try and negotiate that with the insurance company and say, look, I like there's I, I know there's a certain amount that is put aside and these are your stipulations, but there's a person I want to deal with that falls outside your stipulations. Will you accept paying for this person instead? Have you had that happen? Not yet. No, I don't think anybody's tried. Okay, that's good. Well, I will let her know, but I definitely recommended your book and all that stuff. So how are right, you feeling right you. now, Holly? How are you feeling? I feel honestly like this is a journey really just about learning to love yourself and respect yourself. And even if the man never comes, uh, it's okay. I'm still so so much happier and content and i'm i'm so grateful that i'm learning to speak my truth before being over being polite yeah you know and and to maintain my boundaries and just really have so much more self respect which is funny because i've always thought i had self respect always self-respect confident valued myself love myself I always thought I was all of those things and then I read your book and I'm like oh, I'm not none of those things actually <laughs> um or not to the extent that I can be to my full extent so I know I used this word last week I think but I feel empowered yes this book really makes women feel empowered like we're doing the choosing you know i know you talked about that in there we are doing the choosing by dropping the handkerchief and stuff um and i really like that it's empowering yay i love we're not story. just we're not just sitting around waiting for the man to come to, to rescue us yeah so it's really good chantelle you're killing it you really are and i keep thinking when there are some people that say oh but she's not doesn't have a phd and i just keep thinking yes she does in humanity like the amount your whole job was spent with men 20 years for 20 years men wanting women yeah. And you know better than anyone. I just, I trust you completely with my sister is so much like you. And I didn't, she would tell, she actually is very similar and would tell me similar things. And I was just like, eh, what do you know? I could have saved myself a lot of heartbreak if I had read this book or, and listened to her years ago. <laughs> but anyway. I'm so grateful. So grateful. I'm grateful for you, Holly. Thank you for letting me do this with you because I love what I do and you giving me the opportunity to show people what I do means a lot to me. 
birth any day. I mean, there's got to be thousands of women that would let you do this, right? Yeah, but your hope with Holly. Hmm. And your can can yeah. I always want to say Canadian instead of Canada's dating coach. So <laughs> I love it. Thank you. And I'll book I'll book soon. Thank you, Holly. I can't wait. I'll see you soon, lovely. Bye. Bye. Bye.